I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, are, yeah. you, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? I know you said you had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, girl, I just, yeah, a lot, a, 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 a lot. <laughs> I'm in a play, I have a podcast, I'm auditioning, Ooh. I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot okay, of Okay, he's booked and busy. Okay, well, you know what I think might make you feel better is a game. Oh, you know what? A game's always, games with you, yes, always, always. <laughs> okay, so we are going to play Two Truths and a Lie, Katy Perry edition. Ooh, taking us back to elementary, junior high, junior high. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's the. I don't know. I think Two Truths and a Lie, and I think like college drinking game. But sure, maybe we were also playing this. Uh, I mean, but school. you were also like you know going to Chicago for the Unifieds and drinking <laughs> in high school. So. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, make three statements about Katy Perry, and you have to determine which one is false. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ripped. Okay. Number one, she once worked as a tattoo artist. Number two, Katy Perry is the second artist ever after Michael Jackson to land five U.S. number one records from one album. And number three, Katy Perry is not her real name. Ooh, see, because because so many people change their names that I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to open door number three. OK, um, so you're going to say that's the lie. Oh, shit. Truth. Two truths and a lie. It's How do you truths? play the game, Delon? <laughs> okay, wait, wait. No. Oh, he's going through a lot. <laughs> he's like, I remember this game from my childhood, except how to play it. Except I don't. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, the, the truths are the name. She changed her name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Katy Perry has any tattoos. So I'm going to say the tattoo artist is the lie and the five Grammys is the five top number ones from one album is the mm-hmm. other truth. Damn, you're good. Oh. Yeah, the tattoo artist thing was actually Margot Robbie was formerly oh, a tattoo artist. Really? I mean, that also I'm, doesn't track with her brand either. But that's my no, it doesn't. And also, I don't want the listeners thinking that I just know all this useless information. I definitely googled interesting celebrity facts, and that was. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted to pick something that sounded real, yeah. but not Katy Perry. I mean, it's not off. I, like Katy Perry has like the image of like it's like um, I don't know. It's like Zoe. Deschanel and kind of like I'm a girl she, I'm a girl boy's like you know what I mean she has that thing so I can see I can see that like she might be a tattoo artist you know what I'm talking about what that's is that your pick me voice I'm a girl boy's like <laughs> yeah it, yeah yeah totally totally is wow that, you you know what boys like I can say that I know what guys want 
Come on, the reference. I know what boys like. Yeah, no, no, I got it. I, I got it the reference. It just wasn't good. It was, got it, got it. Yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just, it just wasn't funny. Okay. But yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, listeners, I know you think I'm funny. Ooh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Uh, no listen, no. I, listen. 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I hate you for that. Uh, let me fix it. I'm Delon Grant, and welcome back to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that says, if you've fallen from grace, come on down. You're the next contestant on Fix That Ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fix That Ass. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. Welcome back to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that says, your brand's got a problem. Yo, we'll solve this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate you. Wait, no, do it again. Listen. Do it again. Try it again. Okay, I'm going to try it again. <laughs> Your brand's got a problem. Yo, we'll solve it. This reference is so old, I'm embarrassed to involve oh, it. Oh, good job. Wait, you killed it. You killed it. Come yeah. on. Yes, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you all I, day. And, and like, it's, it's self-referential. It's aware. <laughs> I know. I knew it was bad. <laughs> Well, that's what makes it that. funny, but like, yo, she was like, you know what, whatever I tried and we're going to pretend that that didn't even happen. And instead we're going to focus on the episode ahead of us because today we are tackling the rise and fall of the global pop superstar, Katy Perry. Yes. So friend, if I'm honest, when you initially pitched Katy Perry as a topic for the pod, I I wasn't super sold. I wasn't super excited because I mean, listen, I I get the brand. I know the music, but if somebody was like, Hey, um, I have two tickets to a Katy Perry concert. I'd be like, what day is it? No, I got something. (laughs) I got stuff to do. I mean, here's the thing. I would not be running to go, but I do have to admit, like, I like some of her songs. She has many bops. But I'm also absolutely fascinated with her fall from grace because Katy Perry, to my surprise, is one of the best selling music artists of all time. Okay. She has sold over 143 million records worldwide. I, I, I know it's mind blowing. And in the late 2000s and early 2010s, she dominated the music charts. I mean, the what put her on the map was I Kissed a Girl, right? I mean, mm-hmm. problematic as hell now in hindsight, but no one can deny it was an absolute bop. I mean, I was singing and I even kissed girls like that. <laughs> Not you appropriating my culture. <laughs> Katie had lots of hits. She had Hot and Cold, California Girls, Firework. She really was like a pro when it came to like the quirky relatable, catchy hooks. But things really took a turn for her in 2018. And while she has remained a pop culture figure as a judge on American Idol, in the years since, her music career has really stagnated. Yeah, in 2018, there was a post on a Reddit board out of the loop about Katie, and it went viral where people were theorizing why she had fallen from grace. One comment Mm -hmm. revealed that even Katie's label was scrambling to figure out how to turn the ship around. There's an interesting comment that read, I was recently in a focus group run by her label, they basically acknowledged that at least in like 21 to 35 bracket or so, she's no longer one of the most notable female pop artists. And they basically asked us, what can we do with her image or marketing to make you care about her again? (laughs) That's so crazy. Fans, please tell us. Uh, The quote goes on to say, so the answer is 
her fa- her star is fading. Um, it's the same reason no one talks about Aaron Carter and Little Bow Wow anymore. R.I.P. Aaron Carter, though. Ready? I know, I know, but it's so real. Like the music was popping, and then it wasn't. So we want to talk about what happened. How did she go from teenage dream to middle age snooze? <laughs> we are gonna. <laughs> you like that one? Though. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna dig in, and then we're gonna each do our best to pitch ideas to help Katie out. So Katie Perry, let me fix it. So Katy Perry, uh, born Catherine Hudson, began her music career in the early 2000s as a Christian artist. Delon, did you know this? I did not know. Look at God. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, shining on Katie Hudson, her debut album, Katie Hudson, gained some traction with Christian audiences, but didn't really achieve much commercial success. Um, and I thought it would be fun for us to play a little clip because, Delon, I, I want to hear what you think of one of Katie's songs. Oh, this ready. is her performing on uh, the Cr- Trinity Broadcasting Network. Okay. So she already has more credits than your girl. Um, well, yeah, let's let's play a little bit of the clip. All right. Through the skin, you see my heart. Playing that guitar, okay. Katie. With the number on the bottom so you can tie it. <laughs> so you can send them some money. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's a baby. Um, it's it, it, it's giving. I just well, I'm listening. She's playing the guitar. I'll give her that. Yeah. You know what? I, I tell you, music production does a lot of things, doesn't it? It really now, fills in some gaps. It's really true. Here's what I think is interesting when I hear this clip because you're right. She is a baby, but she still has like the classic Katy Perry staples of her like voice. Mm-hmm. She does this weird thing. I couldn't figure oh, out how here to describe comes it. The impression. <laughs> uh, do you have an impression? I don't really have a Katy Perry impression, okay. but it's just the fact that she like chews her R's. She's like, yeah, R, firework, you are R. I think that is an impression, by the by. Just want to say that. But you. What is that? Is there a name for that? You're the singer. There's like a covered thing. I can't even do it. It's like. It's your soft palate. It's like really. Giving pirate. Giving a <laughs> well, and it's also like off the voice. It's like you're giving vowel, but then you're backing off of it really quickly. Oh. Um, and so, I mean, it, it lends itself to like you know studio recordings, but live, you're just kind of like just have a couple a layered backing track where her like you know that lead is just to fill it tripled. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I the best thing about that clip was watching your face because it looked like you you know what it looked like? It looked like that face when you open the milk and you're like, is this milk still good? Let me just, let me just smell it a well, little I was, bit. I'm not sure. I was like, I was like, is that Katy Perry's daughter? Because she looked so young. I expected her to like really have the same hair and everything. But I listen again. The guitar is very impressive as, as someone who's been trying to play the guitar for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. So back to Katy. Katy eventually adopted her mother's 
maiden name, Perry, to avoid being confused with Kate Hudson. Very, very smart move. I wouldn't have thought of that. Makes sense. She had a yeah. team, clearly. Um, and in 2008, she released I Kissed a Girl as the first single on her record, One of the Boys. Like I said earlier, it's very <laughs> Zoe de Chanel. Mm-hmm. Very like, it is. You know, also, Fran, it kind of, like because you were like Gwen Stefani, like growing up. It, it, that's kind yeah. of uh, Ani DeFranco. That's kind of your ilk a little bit, too. Singer, songwriter, yeah. girl Brooding, with the guitar. A little sad, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, exactly. She got a purple streak in her hair. <laughs> totally. little, you had one, she too. She shops at Hot Topic. Wait, didn't you have one of your dreads with purple for a minute? <laughs> I sure did. Listen, I'm dragging myself. <laughs> okay. So I Kiss a Girl quickly reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, but I Kiss a Girl also created controversy among religious groups and LGBT groups, getting from the left, getting from the right. Yes. Um, yes. The former, the religious, criticized its homosexual themes, while the latter accused her of being bi-curious to sell records. I think this is so interesting because we have come so far culturally when it comes to how we talk about bisexuality, Mm. especially with men. We still have a long ways to go, but like we've more generally accepted that bisexuality is real. And we have now more openly queer artists like Janelle Monae and Victoria Monae, No Relation and Kalani singing about having relationships with men and women versus the Katy Perry's of the world. The straight girls being like, I kissed a girl. I no. like that. It's, it's, it's such a weird, I mean, you know, this brings up the, the queer baiting conversation. I feel like we're mm-hmm. having it with a lot of musicians, male mainly. Um, but you know, they're, they're Sam Smith's out there and, and he's yes. not really talking about men specifically that I can recall, but right. he is queer and he is out. And you know, th- that is someone to mention as well. But I do want to talk about this queer baiting thing because it's related to the bisexuality. We don't know what these people's sexuality, they haven't declared them or maybe they have, but isn't it, I think there's something to be said for being who you are and expressing yourself how you want to, but there's everything's open to critique, I think as well, because like if there's something to be said for like a man walking down the way Harry Styles does in his concerts and being criticized for it. One thing that I want to talk about was bad bunny. Who's also being criticized for queer baiting. Um, he made this comment, um, uh, I forget what magazine it was in. I think it was an out. He said, I get endless numbers of negative comments and sexist and homophobic ones without being homosexual for dressing like that. Um, he went on to say, maybe the the queer person suffers more, but it's not like I put on a skirt and go out and they say, look how cool they're going to attack me with all of their force anyway. I yeah. think it's interesting, not that he's like the cheerleader for queer people, but I just think it's interesting to have somebody that do- does identify as straight um, having the conversation. I don't hear yeah. Harry Styles really having it, um, but I think it's it's valuable to, um, to point out when we're having a mini se- little detail yeah, about and- bisexuality. No. And I, I, you know, the bad bunny of it all, it's kind of like give people the freedom, men, straight men, the freedom to experiment and try different things. And maybe if we lived in a world where people weren't stigmatized for wearing, men weren't stigmatized for wearing skirts or nail polish or whatever, more people would feel comfortable experimenting, but also accepting that maybe they, you know, want to try different things with their sexuality as well. And to your point about the queer baiting of it all, Sometimes I get frustrated by the conversation because everybody has to come out in their own time. Mm-hmm. And like, not that I want to give fucking Harry Styles a cookie, but like, we don't know that he's queer baiting. Right. Like, it, like, it's easy to say that he is because he's always identified as straight, right. but I don't know what he does behind closed doors. There's a rub. And I don't think it's, 
you know, I, there's some shows that have been accused of this too, right? Where an actor gets cast as, as gay or bisexual and then people are upset. And then the person feels compelled to say like, well, actually I am queer. Mm. I just wasn't ready to come out. Thank you very and much. Now y'all weren't, y'all were mad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's a fine, a fine line. But back to the Katy Perry of it all, she has always said that she's straight. So like it was very clearly like a tongue in cheek kissing girls is scandalous. And I'm going to use this Mm -hmm. to like, you know, make the song scandalous and fun. So the album produced a number of hits, like I mentioned, Hot and Cold and Thinking of You. There was also the song You're So Gay, which rightfully also got criticism from LGBT activists because of its riveting lyrics, including... (laughs) I hope you hang yourself with your H and M scarf. Let's now that's just stop right there. I mean, ho- whoa! Why is this an assault? Like, this is not something I want to listen to in the car. What? Right? Wait, listen. It goes on while jerking off, listening to Mozart. What are you talking you about? You don't eat meat. And drive electric cars. You're so indie rock, it's almost art. You need SPF 45 just to stay alive. You're so gay, and you don't even like boys. Katie, what the First of fuck all, is this the song? Last, the last thing doesn't even scan. It doesn't even rhyme. But I'm also pissed <laughs> that you're judging him. <laughs> Let's talk about the rhyme scheme. <laughs> I'm also ju- pissed because you're judging him for like trying to pre- prevent skin cancer. You need And SPF? helping the environment? Since <laughs> when is driving an electric car gay? Right. Right. That's, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure she didn't write all the lyrics, but damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> she wrote enough of them. Um, oh, that's so hilarious. Katie was really out here using gay as if it was a slur in the year of our Lord, 2008. Um, year of her Lord, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. I guess she never saw that, that Hillary Duff PSA. <laughs> I mean, wait. <laughs> And, and to Katie's Katie's credit, I, I didn't see it either. Either you hadn't seen you hadn't seen this PSA. I had not seen this PSA until we did the research for this episode. Yo, this this PSA, we have to put a clip in here. It's so funny because I'm sorry. Why is straight as Hillary Duff the one being like, "Don't use the word." Do you like this top? It's so gay. Really? Yeah, it's totally gay. You know, you really shouldn't say that. Say what? Well, say that something's gay when you mean it's bad. It's insulting. What if every time something was bad, everybody said, oh, that silk girl wearing a skirt as a top? Oh, you are. <laughs> Those are cute jeans, though. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. I was waiting for Hillary to drop something that was, like, real. Like, like Yeah, she straight. said nothing. Like, she, she said absolutely nothing. nothing. Is so surface level and like and it's so funny too because Hillary totally has that look of like uh, uh, totally and like <laughs> like puts her purse back on her shoulder and like does a sachet away get out of here. So for Katy Perry, not knowing Hillary Duff's you know PSA doesn't negate her cultural insensitivity. We'll get back to that later. Um, that wouldn't be the last time Katie was called out for it though, Fran. Huh? Oh no, we we have many examples of Katie <laughs> getting called to the table. So while one of the boys garnered plenty of attention, it was Katie. Katie's second album, the 2010 Teenage Dream, that really put her on the map and solidified her status as a pop culture star. It produced so many top charting singles, including California Girls Uh with Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. Firework. Yo, Firework is baby, I 
fire. It was my jam. You have to go firework. <laughs> she really chews those R's, doesn't she? She she is just out here. <laughs> um, E.T. featuring Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Friday Night. And then the t- album's title track, Teenage Dream. Perry, as I mentioned in our game, went on to make history by becoming the first female artist to have five number one singles from one album. And this this kills me. An achievement that was previously only accomplished by Michael Jackson Whoa, that bl- with 1982's Thriller. Wow. Michael Jackson and Katy Perry in the same sentence? Wow. No, not coming for the King of Pops numbers. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Again, because she probably didn't write all the songs. Um, <laughs> you know they dubbed her the queen of camp i was i was no <laughs> no <laughs> that's a no for me I that's a no like, for me also, i will give her her flowers but the queen of camp i also just don't that doesn't apply because isn't she she's not a music musician she's a music artist why yeah, is she? But I, okay okay i guess maybe queen of camp because early in her career she was very much like giving quirky girl, sure. you know wearing like when she in the music video for california girls there's like whipped cream coming out of her boot shooting out of her boobs and you know she was always wearing like clothes that looked like she was in candy land or Mm -hmm. something like a popsicle in her head and her she had blue hair and shit i would call lady gaga queen of camp before i would call absolutely katie perry katie perry is like the dollar store version of no how dare you dollar tree get out of here (laughs) yeah you can find a deal at dollar tree but (laughs) it's still a dollar dollar tree i guess i'm totally paper to dollar tree in a second Um, yes queen of camp no i don't know queen of uh, some color queen of color Spears is the queen of pop. Yes, I yes, mean, yes, yes. And, I but mean, she. So maybe she's like a foot soldier of pop. <laughs> she's 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 the lady in waiting of pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait. She's a chambermaid, a chambermaid no, of pop. Not the chamber pot. Get <laughs> so in 2010, 2010 was a huge year for Katie. After the one that got away was released as the album's sixth single in October, Teenage Dream became the third album to spawn a six top five songs on the. Billboard Hot 100 after Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. <laughs> and she got both the Jacksons. She got both of the Jacksons. <laughs> Damn, though. Uh, Not her collecting them like Pokemon. Okay. Um, after her um, Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson and Faith by George Michael. Wow. I mean, it's crazy because she really has accomplished a lot in her career. And it's surprising given the caliber of her music. But I will say... I loved the one that got away. Do you know that song? Um, the one that got away. Yeah, you know what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> she loves it. <her. laughs> <laughs> Just make it sound. <laughs> here's what I'll say. She lo- yes, here's she loves that. <laughs> here's what I'll say about that music video. The one that got away in the music video is maybe 16 years old. And I'm like. Is he? I know. I mean, he looks it kid. next to Katy Perry. I was oh. like, why is she marrying this child? I I just remember that in the video they play young love interest and then they flash forward to her in like old age makeup and it's kind of cheesy but I like it like it's cute it's very romantic and nostalgic and I don't know it's like I have a sweet spot for that video um I think I'm I'm, I'm totally conflating videos it I'm thinking of something another Katy Perry song because that okay. one is great I do love when they're an old maid <laughs> yes because that's what Diego Luna is in that music video an actor oh. who I really really enjoy from E2 Mama Timbien yes e you know I, I I I didn't remember who was in it I just remember 
that I love the song and like you know what I think I also like about it is so often you watch a music video and you think this has nothing to fucking do with the song. Mm -hmm. The song is like, you know, I love you so much. And then the video is like, we're aliens on the moon. <laughs> like why? So I liked that the song is about the one that got away. And then the video is her looking through, you know, her yearbook mm -hmm. and shit and having these memories. And then you see her as an old lady feeling sad about the one that got away. I mean, truly the bar is in fucking hell, wow. but that's why I liked it. No, I, I, I dig it too. I also love the house they were in. That's how you know you're old. I was like, <laughs> you made an architecture. Okay. Jeez. You were like, let me pull up Zillow. Right now. <laughs> okay. So the 2010s were a huge year for Katy Perry, but it's also when she started branching out into film and TV. She was a guest judge for the first time in American Idol. She voiced a character on The Simpsons and later made her feature film debut as the voice of Smurfette. Mm. Did not know that. She also began venturing into business opportunities. She had her very first fragrance, Purr, in uh, 2010, followed by her second fragrance, Meow, mm, in okay. uh, December 2011. Katie, I guess her fans' nicknames are the Kitty, Kitty Cats, Katie Cats. Oh, Lord God. It's it's a stretch. It's, it's a, a stretch. hard stretch. It's a stretch. A but you know, I, but as a branding person, kitty, meow, purr. I mean, I'm okay with it. Listen, okay. <laughs> How about, how about, how about Katie? How about that? Exactly. Just let's start simple. Right? Um, so, uh, Katie also in 2012 released an autobiographical documentary, Katie Perry, part of me, which kind of seems to be customary for touring musicians. When they get to the top of their game, you've got a Taylor documentary, a Gaga, Beyonce, Lizzo, mm -hmm. et cetera. Uh, in the world of musician documentaries, it's whatever. But the moment that got a lot of attention is when she finds out that her then husband, Russell Brand, wants a divorce via text oh. message. <laughs> and this is right before she's getting ready to go on stage to perform. And she's bawling backstage. She doesn't want to go on, but she pushes through. And right as the stage door opens, she wipes away a tear. She flashes a smile and she's fucking on. And... It's it's an incredible moment. Like that's the moment that I thought, okay, I, this girl is actually a perform. Not that I want her to go through that experience right, as right, someone who's right. been divorced, but watching her go from tears to smile and then singing, I was like, girl, I don't know if I could have done that. Uh, well, listen, that's why these documentaries work. Celebs, music, musicians in particular, uh, I, I always suggest them for my rebrand for musicians because <laughs> they just show you. I mean, you know, the camera's always on, but it just shows you a human side. When I watched this clip, I gasped. I mean, mm -hmm. not only because that moment you talk about when she goes, she smiles and then looks at the guy and they hit the elevator for her to come up. You were like, yeah. damn, it's just it epitomizes the phrase the show must go on as people who perform, especially me as a live performer. Yo, I have been bawling backstage, crying, yeah. had to like wipe my tears, go on and on stage. I'm literally holding back tears because of what's happening in my life, but I have to do the job, right? I can only yeah. call out and work so many times. I have to go out and perform. There's something a lot to be said for that. And I completely empathize with that, but also not a divorce via text message. Listen, well, and now with 
I never really saw it for Russell Brand, but I will say as the news cycle shit. has shown us recently, he ain't been shit <laughs> as long as he's been in this industry. And yes, a text message is not the way. Uh, shout out to Katy Perry, because I know right now she is fucking cackling with her girls in the group chat. Like, I knew that bitch was not shit the whole time. Okay, And, and, and you know, karma comes for you. It really does. Um, but before we dig into Katy's next album, friend, let's take a quick break. and we're back. So in 2013, Katie continued her success with the release of Prism, featuring the hit Roar, the, the other hit Dark Horse, featuring Juicy J, and This Is How We Do. Now listen, Dark Horse is on my gym playlist and I will not apologize for <laughs> loving the fuck out of that song. Wasn't there a weird controversy where people were like talking about is that fetishizing? Because you see was in the video playing, and like... Well, and, and you know what's so funny is in my research, somebody brought up, they were like, yes, uh, Katy Perry only collaborates with black artists, queen of allyship. And what? I was like, wait a second. Snoop Dogg, Juicy J, Kanye, Migos. Migos. Or is it... She... We can't even... We can't decide what it is. We're like, she... The blacks. The, Katie Perry. The black. She loves them. Well, that and like, or is it like trying to be adjacent, right? Trying to rub yes. up against... No, I, I, no, I, I absolutely believe that she's doing the thing where she's like proximity is, mm-hmm. is cultural capital. And yep. look, it worked because... I like the song. Right. And I like the E.T. song too. California Girls. Eh. But yeah. like I Dark Horse is a bop, in my opinion. If you wanna play one magic, it's a jam. Oh yeah. yeah it oh, is. Oh, oh. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> At the time of its release, Prism was the sixth best selling album in the world. Wow. Incredible. And the Prismatic tour that followed it was the second highest grossing tour in North America in 2014 and the 25th highest grossing tour of all time. That's insane. I know. But even with all that success, the teenage dream hype was visibly fading. Prism failed to launch another top 20 single and suddenly Perry was running into criticism over tone-deaf gaffes. The video for This Is How We Do, which featured her wearing cornrows, led to her being accused of cultural appropriation. Uh, well, kind of. Um, yeah. I think, here's the thing about cornrows, because I feel like we have this conversation. I just want to like take a little tangent in here. 
it's not like it's when little girls and little boys are being told they can't wear their natural hairstyles or hairstyles they want in school. Speak on it. It goes to the Supreme Court and these kids cannot wear their hairstyles, whatever state they're in. Right. You don't see cornrows on Wall Street. You don't see cornrows at, you know, name the business. But in a fashion show, in a music video, that's what feels like appropriation. It's it's the appropriation of the culture, of the style. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think we have to put out there. It's not just because you're wearing cornrows. It's just because in certain places it's not allowed. It's not appropriate. Right. Like we're not allowed to do it and look professional. Right. But you can do it and be like, oh, this is a fun costume. Oh, I'm dressing up. Oh, I'm walking on the runway. Right. But like a hairstyle that's literally created to protect our hair. Like it's not <laughs> just for fun. It. it is a protective style. Right. Suddenly, oh, you don't look professional. Oh, you look like a thug if you're wearing cornrows. It's ridiculous. That's insane. So then, more gaffes. At the American Music Awards, she performed unconditionally dressed as a geisha, which was bad enough. But the kimono, the kimono also had Chinese-style um, Chinese Mandarin collar, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the costume shop was just throwing any old Asian thing up in there. And many suggested that her makeup was giving yellow face, which is, yo, I don't I don't understand I just how do you get so far into your career and nobody on your team I mean I think the obvious answer is your team is not diverse right right? because somebody in the team should have been like why do you have extra white face makeup on and like certain eye makeup in addition to having this kimono on? Like, it's just not appropriate at all. What's more is that the song had nothing to do with Japanese culture, which it was also mixing random Asian cultures together. Um, And given the song's theme of loving a man unconditionally, some argue that the performance played into stereotypes about Asian women being subservient and more docile. Yeah, I wanted to um, read this quote from journalist Jeff Yang because I felt like he really did a good job of summing up a lot of the critiques of this performance. He says, the problem with Miss Saigon and with Madame Butterfly and yes, with with Katy Perry's unconditionally performance is fundamentally that they are all confabulations of Asia invented by non-Asian people with little concern for cultural legitimacy and no attempt to offer, offer historical context. And because there are so few authentically told stories within the size and dazzle of these, such spectacles have evolved into a kind of truth, an imagined truth, that the fictional fantastical facts embedded within them have become mashed up with reality. Uh So again, people don't know enough about Asian culture and then they see this performance, they see these movies and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, that's what it is. And then then the critique is, and Gwen Stefani, if I can conflate, Gwen Stefani fan into this too, right? Of like, well, I just, it's my appreciation for Asian culture. If you appreciated Asian culture, you should go to someone who's Asian and say, how can I respect respectfully if you respected Asian culture one Asian person would have been on your team and told you that that was not the move and you could have hired them. You could have outsourced that. That could have been a one off. Yeah, you could pay somebody to be a consultant as a like a cultural sensitivity filter. Is this okay? Let's just do a gut check before we spend all this money on production. Mm hmm. For a song, P.S., why does she have to pronounce unconditionally, unconditionola? Unconditionola. I kind of love it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Unconditionola. It's like, it gets my little heart. You don't like it? You like that song? Unconditionola.
Katie needs to stick to the rivers and the lakes that she is used to. A ballad Get out of here, Pocahontas. Not, I'm, a, 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 a ballad is not here for Katie. Well, listen, it has a beat to it, though. It's unconditional. Ka, no. Ka, ka, un- no. Oh, I love it. I love it. No, that's, that is one of my, my least favorites. Despite the backlash and the waning chart success, Katy Perry was chosen to headline the Super Bowl in 2014 with Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott as special guests. Now, not so much on Lenny, but having Missy as Katie's special guest is offensive. Mad offensive. Just like, I mean, Missy's been here for decades. Katie's been here for a second. I don't know if you remember this because I was on Twitter and I know you're not like super under Twitter, but... The youngins did not know who Missy was, and they were all like, "Who is that? Her music is good." Where's she at? <laughs> I was so pissed. I gagged, absolutely gagged. And do you remember um, Left Shark? Do you remember this? So listen, I do remember Left Shark, but t- tell talk about Left Shark because okay, I have an opinion. So about it. during during Katie's Super Bowl performance, she was doing the song Teenage Dream, and Katie had two dancers dressed as enormous sharks on either side of her in these like big costumes. The right one was dancing, hitting the one and the twos. Uh, <laughs> Finn, you know, going all over the place, showing them teeth. Uh, but the one on the left was totally out of sync. It looked like he had forgotten the choreography. It was so fucking funny, and it became a meme, and in some ways overshadowed Katie's performance. Uh, do you remember the left shark? And what I did do you remember think about the left it? shark. I need, I need y'all to calm all the way down. Because, listen, the left shark, first of all, he's... The, the, they, whoever they are, is in a fucking shark costume. <laughs> <laughs> they can barely see. I'm surprised. That they, why did they even have stairs? They had stairs. And, why, and, and, why, and why were there sharks Why there? were there sharks? <laughs> why the fuck were there sharks? And if you look at the video again, the first part, they are together. The second part, that shark, the shark was like, it's hot as fuck in his thing. That's what it was. Not at. you being on the shark side. It was, that's the performer and you empathize. 100%. <laughs> I love that. You're like, he can't see in that costume. That's where well, mine goes. Maybe you should have been at the dress rehearsal and voiced those concerns, I, sir. I hate you so much. <laughs> Do you know how many times you have a, well, maybe you should... <laughs> <laughs> that is your let me fix it every day of your damn life. You <laughs> said, well, maybe you should. Well, <laughs> why do I do? I don't know where it's that It's funny. Came. It's part of your stick. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So now it's time that we get into Katie's downfall. Da, da, da. Thank you for the sound effect. In 2016, Roar was used as Hillary's campaign song, and that seemed to signal a, a new direction for Katie, a.k.a. Her, her woke era. Okay. So after Clinton lost the election, Katy Perry announced her comeback sing- single, Chained to the Rhythm, and said that her new album, Witness, which was later released in 2017, would be politically charged, quote, purposeful pop. Hmm. Chain to the Rhythm rhythm performed decently, but Perry's behavior and a poorly received haircut seemed to signal the public turning on her. Now, this is just sexism, I mean. but I will say... Katie cut her hair and it was not very flattering. I put in a picture into the doc. I don't know she what was doing you are the cute, talking about. 
you like this this Kate Goslin? Let me speak to the manager as haircut. Kate, Kate Goslin is off. Kate Goslin is way off, friend. Kate Goslin had way bigger bangs. It was like a yes, it was party it's in the, the front. Same, it's the spirit. The it's it's the spirit of Kate no, Goslin because she giving, looks like she she's giving Tinkerbell. On. She's giving. I mean, listen, Pink has this haircut. Who else has this yes. haircut? A lot of people have this haircut. Yes. And you know what? To that point, I blame Rihanna because when she got that little pixie cut, everybody and their mama thought they could fucking rock one. And the truth is everyone don't have Rihanna's face. I like Katie. I like, you know, she's problematic for sure. But this haircut aged her. She looks so youthful with like the long pinup thing. Mm -hmm. And I also think that the, the pixie cut just didn't make her... It made her like less memorable. I don't know. It just felt it was not the right direction, and it's weird that it turned people against her. I will. They were looking for something. But it does. They were searching. But I will say this: if if she'd kept the hair dark, mm-hmm. maybe it would have worked. Because she this is a blonde, a platinum blonde, yeah. and the haircut at the same time. Yes, exactly. You're doing way too much. All less is more. Pick one thing and then ease us into something else. Mm. So. In addition to the new haircut and the purposeful pop, Katie updated her Instagram bio and called herself an activist Mm -hmm. and started posting quotes by famous thinkers like Einstein, Socrates, and Plato. Girl. Uh, She also posted a picture of a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and captioned it, when your holiday shopping is woke AF. Okay, girl. Okay. Like... What? Hey, what does be- that even mean? It just becomes performative. And listen, we yes. all perform. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I perform a lot. Um, <laughs> but when you, per- it just becomes performative on social media versus like yes. you know, uh, donate some money and be, be quiet, girl. Yes. Uh, so for many, Perry's purposeful pop and quote unquote wokeness felt inauthentic, considering her history of racial flubs. The fact that none of her album singles after Change of the Rhythm touched on politics left listeners feeling like Perry used activism to promote her new music without actually following through with it. Later, her single Bon Appetit, a song about sex, girl, kind of lingo. <laughs> um, later, the single Bon Appetit, a song about sex, was criticized by her gay fans for featuring the notoriously homophobic rap group Migos. Um, I didn't know that about them, but I do now. Oh, yeah. No, they have a song where they literally are like, I do not fuck with queers. That's the line. Are you kidding me? <laughs> No, I'm not kidding you. It's bad. Wow. See, this is this is why I'm glad I'm in a relationship with you because you stay plugged in, girl. Oh, I know. I know no. everybody's tea for better or for worse. Um. So, swish swish, which is not a great song, but uses a great sample. I think Nicki Minaj is on the song, and it, it samples oh. something from Nicki Minaj's one. Nicki Minaj oh, I songs. didn't. I didn't realize that's where the yeah, sample I came from. Yeah, I dig the sample a lot. Um. So, swish swish. Her next single was a, a supposedly a diss track about Taylor Swift that many felt was anti-feminist. Um. Her new woke identity felt even less authentic when she made fun of Britney Spears' mental breakdown during the, her promotion of Witness, her, her album. This promoted a lot of criticism from Spears' fans and pop fans in general, and it contributed to a growing feeling that her new brand was just a facade. I mean, this whole era was messy and strange and confusing. She did this worldwide witness live stream to promote the album, which was a 96 hour Big Brother house style event hosted by Katy Perry. And it was fucking weird. (laughs) The stream featured Katy dancing and singing along to her new album, which was very cringy. 
watching Katie sleep because it was a full live stream, 96 hours. Oh my God. Then watching Katie meditate in silence. There was also a one hour therapy session where Katie became very emotional as she was opening up to this therapist about her life, including a struggle with alcohol abuse, suicidal ideation, religious experiences, her evangelical parents. Wow. It was just like, so all over the place and the live stream did get a lot of viewers i think just because people were curious what was going on well girl you're on Nin- 96 hours i bet it did that's a long fucking time <laughs> 49 million views wow i know but the reception overall was pretty negative one moment that listeners might remember that went viral is that katie had this dinner um it was like dinner and discourse hosted by her along with a bunch of different celebrities including van jones and sally Cohn from cnn anna navarro from the view margaret show um amanda seals and caitlin jenner and there was this moment where caitlin and amanda got into it mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen this I clip have, yeah but caitlin's like i'm proud to be an american and amanda's like what you proud about <laughs> yo listen yo, i don't care what you say about amanda seals world but she be letting y'all know she will listen she, be letting she y'all will know. let you fucking know and like to her credit She's quick. Yes. You know, she's so going to go back and forth with you. And that's where I struggle. Sometimes like in the moment I get so you struggle? Ca- girl, I do. I do. You know what it is? It's like, it's after the fact. I'm always uh, like, oh, I should have said, said this. I, I should have said that. I should have said this. I should have said that. Like I'm better. Not that I'm not good off the cuff, but I like to have my notes. Oh girl, I need a and note. I, <laughs> I need some notes. I need a run through. I need a mic check one, two. I need a market rehearsal. (laughs) Back to one, right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Ready, five, four. That's me. (laughs) Boom, ka, ka, ka. Boom, da. (laughs) You better five, six, seven, eight, me. Wait, I'm I'm the editing queen. Shit, I will edit the fuck down so you think I sound brilliant. Exactly, exactly. But like live streaming in front of millions of people with celebrities around you and cameras everywhere. Like it's really hard for me. I, like I'll get through it. Right. But to your point, Amanda's really good at that, mm-hmm. and she fucking clocked the fuck out of Caitlyn. She really did. Caitlyn couldn't say nothing. She couldn't no, say she, anything. No, she was not prepared for that at all. It went super viral, but overall, the rest of the live stream was just kind of seen as like, "Girl, what? What? What is the point of this? It doesn't make any sense." Katie also had her come up and during the live stream. She sat down with this activist Deray, and they talked about her past accusations, the past accusations against her, um, and the cultural appropriation of it all. Perry said she regretted wearing cornrows in her music video for This Is How We Do. Okay, girl. Heard. And the backlash inspired her to talk to one of her black friends. <laughs> oh, Listen, I'm glad you have them, okay? She, she had to talk to one of her black friends, Cleo Wade, who's a poet, to, to understand why it had upset people. Cleo told me about the power in black women's hair and how beautiful it is and the struggle. I listened and I heard and I didn't know. <laughs> and I won't even understand and I won't even understand some of those things because of who I am. I will never understand it, but I can educate myself. And that's what I'm trying to do along the way. I, listen, I, I don't know what else she could have said or done. Yes. So yes. heard and accepted. But I think our cynicism and Jade is just yeah. we're black people in the world being like, girl, 
it's just that thing. And you and I've talked about this so many times is like as black people, we have to know so much about white people just in order to survive. It's so crazy. And it's just like, you could get this far in life and to your own admission, you have black friends and you still were like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. You know what? It, it goes, I'm going to mess this up, but you know, you know that video of the, the, uh, the famous white, um, anti-racist. Oh, um, oh yes. Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott. Thank you. Who's in the, uh, an auditorium full of white students and she's like mm-hmm. who in here I'm, I'm bastardizing this but who in here would love to be black or would love to and no one and raises, no their, one raises hand. their hand she's like okay so you do know if you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society please stand you didn't understand the directions if you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society stand Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. So you do know. So to your point, she knows. How do you not know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they always want it both ways because in that cornrow clip, she's, you know, smacking her lips wow. and she's got long nails and she's doing a, like a, you know, a neck. bob and weave with her head with her neck. She knows exactly what she's doing. Right, and then right. she's like, wait, this was bad. People were upset. So, you know, again, to your point. She's trying to take responsibility. It's better to say something than nothing at all. But when you're back into a corner, you got to say something, okay? You got to say something. So, you know, she facilitated this this conversation. So I guess she gets points for that. In the same interview, Perry also addressed her performance at the 2013 American Music Awards and that Japanese geisha theme. She said... Even in my intention to appreciate Japanese culture, I did it wrong with the performance, and I didn't know that I did it wrong until I heard people saying that I did it wrong. That's a long way to say. (laughs) (laughs) To say nothing. To Uh say nothing. So the interview and the apologies got mixed feedback. Some people were appreciative, while others criticized her for not employing a more diverse staff, which I agree. These could have been easily avoided. Well, and here's the other thing I have to say, again, from our side of the the, the, the aisle, if it were, if you can say that when it comes to being black, like, again, we have to know so much more about their culture. And I think people are upset. I, mean, I don't hear it in this quote unquote apology, acknowledge uh, mm-hmm. as Fran would say, um, yes. acknowledge of, of about the Japanese misappropriation of Japanese culture. But the idea that like, oh God, I'm in a corner. I did something wrong. Leave me alone. We're allowed to criticize you. Right. We're allowed to criticize you again. Cause we live in a world where we all inherited racism, where we mm-hmm. all inherited all of this bullshit. So we're all dealing with it. I'm dealing with it in my own way. You, Fran, you are out here as a fucking warrior cheerleader, always have been in your career doing that work. And so when you're criticized for it, just take the L just here and go. And, I, and some people argue this is what Katie's doing, but I just want to, give that voice just take the l and understand that that's the work you have to do yeah and i think that part of the the criticism probably came from the fact that it took her so long to say something Mm. you know like this happened in 2013 and then in 2017 you're like yeah i'm ready to talk about it Mm. like we should have heard something from you in 2013 right people still are going to feel how they're going to feel about it but 
the insincerity comes from the fact that you didn't say anything. You kind of just let it go. And now you try to sell a record and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm listening. I, you know, I'm here. I hear you. Right. It's disingenuous. I did wrong. Totally. You know, like it exactly. It feels incredibly disingenuous. And then the final nail in the coffin mm. was Katy Perry's SNL performance of Bon Appetit. It was really detrimental to the witness era. It was mocked across social media because of Katie's awkward dancing and the seemingly clunky inclusion of Migos. I'm sad that it's about me. I didn't know this about Migos, but now I do. Well, so here's, here's the tea is that while this performance was very cringe and lots of us were laughing about it, there was tons of memes. It was later revealed that it wasn't entirely Katie's fault for it being so awkward because Katie was forced to improvise after Migos allegedly refused to perform with the drag queens that were supposed to be a part of the performance. And so that's why some shit feels so off because she's kind of winging it, but this did not come out until much later. And by then the damage had already been done. And the awkwardness of the performance was almost entirely blamed on Katie. Now this is an example of like, I, it, I, you're between a rock and a hard place, right, right. but I kind of wish that she had just thrown their asses under I the bus. I was just going to say, I would have thrown your ass right under the bus. Yeah, especially because she got so much. And look, Katy Perry has, as we've talked about, a number of skeletons in her closet. Mm-hmm, she is mm-hmm. she is not nearly as progressive as she paints herself out to be. But sexism is a motherfucker that like it turned into she's the worst. And get granted the the clip is awkward. Oof. It's very weird. Oof. She she looks she doesn't know what she's doing. But then like the context of they had something totally different planned. Right. And at the very last minute they had to scrap the the drag queens in the performance to get Migos to agree to go on stage it's like girl that's what you get for for messing around with them (laughs) well also like that's that's also like did they not come to rehearsal did you not tell them what the performance was like that should have been a red flag early on and it's like all right cool y'all won't be in the performance at all or let's just do a different let's just do a different song like i would and again that you're probably right it probably happened last minute and they had to pivot and the pivot just you know wasn't wasn't substantive or they couldn't do it as hard as they wanted to but yeah yeah that that's rough uh, let's go to Katie today because we want to yes. talk about some other things. She's, you know, her brand is kind of, uh, she has tentacles, you know. Um, <laughs> Katie has remained booked and busy between serving as a judge on American Idol, putting out various favorites, hmm, kitty cat meow, <laughs> um, and a Vegas residency, and Katy Perry's shoe collection, which Fran loves. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These shoes are so ugly. I put some pictures in the doc. They're so weird. She's trying so hard. Who needs a sneaker that looks like a burger? Who's wearing that? Wait, there's also, what is this one uh, with the white one with the dookie on the back? It looks like a piece of shit on the, as the heel. What is that? I don't know what that dookie thing is. That's and then crazy. like a shoe that looks like a car. And there's a, another one that has a big dollar sign on it. It's just strange. What is this, um, this open toe thing, red thing with the, what is the heel made of? Is that a cigarette or a cigar? It does look like a cigar. It's just... I guess this is like her trying to be campy, but it just, it comes off as inauthentic. But then I was cracking up at this when doing my research for the shoes. (laughs) Katy Perry saddened by blackface claims over her shoe range. (laughs) (laughs) 
this this is a black shoe with a face. <laughs> oh my god! First of all, the shoes are hideous. Second of all, the fact that someone thought this shoe was blackface. This is Y'all this is like a stereotype far. of what conservatives think that liberals yes, do. Absolutely, that shoe is blackface. No, it's not. It's just it, it ugly. Happens, it happens to be black and have a face on it, guys. Go on. It's so much. Wait, it's it's kind of like it could be like arguably a Picasso, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm trying to give also pe- like, here, but... There's also this designer, Scaparelli, who does a lot of face stuff. Yes. There's always yes. like a purse that has like big nose on it or something. Like, it's cool. I'm into that. This definitely feels like the Dollar Tree version of Scaparelli. <laughs> but the fact that people called it blackface and Katie had to make a statement is fucking hysterical. I also think it's funny that like, she's like, I'm saddened, girl. We're saddened by the shoe. We're saddened. She's like, I hear you. I'm listening. <laughs> like, I will never know what it's like to, to deal with blackface. And for that reason, I'm removing these shoes. <laughs> Meanwhile, she has oh, them in her girl. closet. Exactly. And while Katie is taking a, a break from producing music these days, she's still very successful and very rich. Um, most recently, right as we were getting her to, ready to record this episode, the news dropped that she had sold her back music catalog to Litmus Music for, get ready for it, a cool $225 million. Wow. When I heard this news, I mean, listen, I don't know anything about masters and music catalogs and all that stuff, but I know they'd be selling them left and right and people get mad. Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog and mm-hmm. I forget who just bought Michael, bought it from Michael Jackson's estate um, or maybe his estate sold it. Um, but I was like, aren't these things worth like billions of dollars? I mean, Dylan, $225 million is a lot of, give me that oh, money. But A ton of money, a ton of money. It's incredible that she's at a place in her career where she has a catalog that's worth that much. Um, But it's also interesting when you think about the fact that she hasn't put out an album in three years, but her back catalog is worth that much money. Man, man, I'm out here trying to pay these student loans. So, as usual, though, Katie cannot seem to escape controversy. Most recently, she was slammed for campaigning for billionaire Rick Caruso for L.A. mayor after branding herself as a progressive activist, because if you don't know, Rick Caruso is a former Republican, so he pretended Uh to be a Democrat, but he's still a Republican, anti-choice candidate, spent millions of his own dollars to fund his campaign, which was essentially like, essentially, homelessness is bad. Uh, and we got to crack down on crime by having more police presence. Uh-huh. Like, come on now. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Caruso lost to Karen Bass. She's our uh, LA's first black woman mayor. This killed me when a journalist noted that LA residents had the chance to elect a white man or a black woman for mayor. Rick Caruso interjected by saying, uh, I'm Italian. Oh, so, you know, that's who Katie was like, Hey guys, <laughs> you know, you gonna hear me roar in the, in the voting booth for Rick Caruso. <laughs> and everybody was like, Katie, no, what are you doing? I'm just stuck on I'm Italian. Yes, sir. But you are still white. Isn't it? <laughs> You're so still con- white. Isn't it so convenient to just be, be able to hip hop between cultures. No. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm a spicy white. It's different. <laughs> Listen, have you have you had pasta before? That's my people. Get out of here. It's giving you a little red pepper flakes over here. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter, sir. You're still white. Okay. So now that we've gone over Katie's career, it's time for us to fix it. But first, let's take a little quick break. <laughs> 
and we are back and it is time for the fix where we each pitch how we would rebrand Katy Perry's career. Let me, let me fix it. Uh-uh. Let, let me, me fix it. Um, Delon, do you have feelings about who should go first? Um, uh, ladies first. So me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I was thinking about the fact, and I want us to do an episode on this, that every musician has a makeup line now and it's so annoying. I feel like the market is so oversaturated and I was thinking like, where is an opportunity? And I have yet to see a celebrity do press on nails. Mm. Press on nails are really having a moment. Are they coming back? They they really are coming back and they have been made to look so much nicer. Mm. Like they they look very high quality. And I feel like with the shoe line, my problem with Katie's line is that it was so weird and unwearable, but nails are one place I feel like you can get really creative and do wacky stuff and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like you can be at the office and have like rhinestones and like art and stuff all over your nails. And with a press on, you could switch it up a lot. You could do, you know, you could do different nails for every single outfit and I feel like it could fit her brand in terms of being quirky but wearable. And don't you um, don't you wear like sticker nails or something? Yes. So they also have these like gel press-ons where it's like a little gel sticker that you put on your nail and then you heat it under the lamp. Uh-huh. And it's great. It's like really fast. It lasts for a long time. And like I said, I have not seen a celebrity attach themselves to nails the mm. way everybody's attached themselves to makeup. And I feel like you need to be the first in the game. So I think a Katy Perry press on nails thing could be cool. I also want to say your critique about her shoes. Her shoes are like, you can wear, you buy those, where you wear those. You're going to buy them you, for like uh, the, the money shoe. You're going to wear once somewhere. You're one not wearing time. those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. One time, or like for, or for like a costume or something. Concert which, which, or whatever. Exactly. Which fades in, which uh, goes in nicely with my next fix is I feel like something Halloween, like a Katy Perry Halloween collection Mm. would be very fun because she was always doing the colorful, colorful hair. She could have a line of like Katy Perry branded wigs in the pink and the blue. And then like the little uh, pinup girl thing. Um, or even like maybe something with like a Betsy Johnson collab, just something like colorful and funky and whimsical. But the problem again with the shoes, not wearable. And it has to either, you need to go Halloween costume or you need to meet in the middle and do like quirky, but still something that you could like wear to work or. And I would even, I would even add to that, like lean into the market share of like people who do cosplay or people go who Mm. do like the comic cons, right? Those that's your market for that. Like for those kind of quirky whimsical is the word to use that word. It's such a good word for, for that kind of a brand. I think like that, that's really smart. Yeah. Because again, like I, you're just, I don't see a world in which a shoe that looks like a hamburger <laughs> is going to get more wares than like, I, I mean, don't know, like Ronald a, McDonald's a might, might want it, but you know, exactly. So you're making a, oh, you're cranking out shoes for one person. <laughs> Who was the audience for that? Right. Okay. Delon, what is your fix? So, um, you know, I'm cynical. So mine, mine is kind of cynical, but for her, PR problem, right? Mm-hmm. I, she does a lot of charity work. We, I saw in some of our research. So I say lean into that charity work and get some press on that. Again, it's cynical. I, I think altruism should come from a good place of like wanting to do good for the world. And I'm not saying that Katie doesn't, but that's an opportunity for 
her to, you know, have a 96-hour telethon raising money for a specific cause. And then, like, you remember Jerry Lee Lewis when we were younger? I mean, kind of like toward the end of his life, he would do these telethons on PBS and have all these for muscular dystrophy and all these celebrities come and perform, like, pick up something like that, like a streaming telethon, because that becomes part of her brand as, you know, to to kind of like uh, put um, some sunlight or cast off some of the controversy. Yeah. And I think, I think you make a good point in the sense of like, it's like actions speak louder than words. Like you can have these sit downs, you can say like, I'm listening, whatever, but then like actually show us and you know, I love giving money to something. Okay. So actually putting money towards a cause, like that would have been a perfect opportunity after like the American music awards thing. And she got called out for appropriation. Like, can you partner with like an Asian American charity that's doing some sort of like advocacy work? Can you uplift uh, a Japanese, musician and or, have them feature on a song yes, you don't yes do them have them on the telephone telethon and have them perform like show us that you actually hear us but then do something to show like i'm doing the, the work to be better right right spotlight somebody which is a good segue for my other one i thought like again reaching into the um the altruism of it all like uh helping somebody you remember the you know extreme home makeover mm-hmm. extreme makeover where they would take somebody who has like a, a deformity or, or doesn't feel pretty and does something to make them feel beautiful after time so i think like a make your career makeover show where katie <gasps> takes um a you know a budding artist and goes, Hey, I'm going to, it's very akin in in line with American Idol, right? I'm going to take you into the music industry and I'm going to, I'm going to blast through the glass ceiling and help you with your career. And here's your first three singles. Here's your mixtape, whatever. And like the Mm -hmm. whole season is her just taking another artist, very queer eye. I'm already Mm -hmm. crying. Right. Yeah. Like tell that kind of story. So Katie, it's yours. Ooh, I like that idea. And I think, I think what I like about that more than American Idol is American Idol feels so overproduced. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't feel authentic anymore. And it's a dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. And like, honestly, we need to do an episode about it because they really haven't had a winner who's gone on to be super successful in a few years. Like we have Kelly Clarkson, we have Carrie Underwood, but then everybody else, well, Fantasia, but like, that's it. No, Fantasia didn't win. Jennifer Hudson didn't win. Jennifer Hudson didn't win. She didn't win. Um, But like, what's Clay Aiken doing? Oh, what's Ruben Stutter doing? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Why am I always thinking somebody's dead? I'm always thinking somebody's dead. I don't. I don't think Ruben Stutter passed away. Wait, what about? Oh no, it was Taylor Hicks who passed away. He did. Wait, let's Google it. (laughs) Wait. Oh, was I don't hoax. know what happened to Taylor Hicks. Hoax. Not you falling for a Facebook hoax. Go on. <laughs> anyway. So, um, but yes, uh, back to your thing about Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson was the first yes. and it's the best known. Yes. Yes. And, and, and American Idol, I'm sure has had more winners in the past few years, but I don't know who any of them are. I can tell you. And, and the show just feels the dinosaur of it all just feels like something that like people don't really watch anymore. I mean, I know people, I know someone's watching it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Someone's watching it, but obviously it's not putting out 
musical stars and uh, some sort of reformatting should happen in order to make it more successful and feel more authentic. I hear you. It's time to go on to our favorite segment, uh, my favorite segment, The Glow Up, where we give props to those who have turned themselves around without help from us. So Fran, what is your glow up? So my glow up is a personal glow up. Um, I know I already looked ahead in the, in the dock and see that. So is yours. Um, so my glow up goes to Peloton. Mm. So I, I've gone back and forth with Peloton. You really this have. I, like thought a, you, girl, I thought you put, was putting that on eBay. I, I sold it. I did. Oh, this, is, did. I'm, this is like a bad boyfriend that I can't shake. <laughs> I, I had like a cheap little bike that I was using as a Peloton. Then I bought a Bel- Peloton on Facebook marketplace during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I used it pretty regularly. And then once the world opened back up and, um, I felt safer going to like the gym and, um, playing tennis and such, I was like, I'm going to get rid of this because you have to pay for the, the bike? subscription. Oh. No, the, so there's like a, in order to take the classes on the bike, it's like 40 bucks a month oh, wow. for, that, for that membership. Okay. And I was like, I'm spending money on this. I'm not using it, whatever. But my apartment building got a Peloton in the gym. Mm. And I was like, wait a second. Cause I liked those little classes <laughs> and now I don't have to pay for it. This is great. And so I'm using the Peloton in the gym in my apartment building. Yo, I will say your apartment is a fucking spa. <laughs> it's a spa. She has a rooftop. She has a grill. She has a pool. She has a jacuzzi. Damn girl. Get it. Listen, I moved here during the pandemic and I was like, one thing about me, I'm about to stay my ass right here and not get COVID. <laughs> so I need all of the amenities and I'm on that little Peloton. And here's the thing. No one uses it. Really? I, anytime I go in there, you know how there's like a glass window. You can see, I can see from you my literally apartment. Can see from your apartment. Yeah. If anybody's in the gym, nobody's in the gym. I don't know where everybody is, but Francesca will be in that gym on that Peloton bike. Working. And I love it because the gym, the trainers, like they look into the camera and they're like, you're doing it. You, you, you showed up, you got here. And I'm like, that's right. I dig it. Like they are fully talking to me and I love every minute of it. They're like, come on, you got this fight. You could do anything for three minutes. I'm like, that's right. Three more minutes. Oh, wait, uh, why uh, are you it. selling me on Peloton? Uh, Wait, listen, is it, are there other people in the class or is it just like the trainer and you? It's so the trainer is on a bike in a studio doing the workout, the music, and they're just talking to you and you're just doing it with them. Listen, I love it. You can also do it without the bike. They have like classes where you can do like sit-ups and, you know, weight training and stuff. And I'll just be using my gym's uh, account. Wait a in minute. In here in my apartment doing my little setup. Peloton, you should be sponsoring Let Me Fix It because we're over here giving you props. I'm, are you, I'm, I'm a tr- believer. It's the truth. And also, like, the trainers and the, the instructors are all hot. You can follow them on Instagram mm. and, you know, act like they're your friends. Your friends or boyfriends? <laughs> one one of the trainers followed me back and I screamed. Because you're famous. I'm a fangirl. No, I was truly like, oh, my God, you getting his body right and tight. <laughs> I'd be on that bike because of you, mama. Uh-uh. And I, I really feel like I made it. <laughs> That's awesome. Listen, okay, I'm Okay, what's your glow up? My personal glow up to this week is Jamaican cuisine. Now, I listen. 
Oh. I know y'all have been out here eating Jamaican food and be like, you give me that jerk. I am. I'm so easy when it comes to food. I mean, I will eat Thai food every day of every minute of same. my life. And, and that's uh, where you and I are similar. Yes. I will definitely eat the same thing over and over again. A bacon, egg and cheese. Like I, it really doesn't matter. I listen, I will eat your food that you make. And I'll be like, girl, this is bomb. Like, ooh, you and then you cook. won't make it. And I'll send you some recipes. You and I'll be like, I made this. And you're like, mm-hmm, not making that. You Thanks, sent me thanks, all thanks, the recipes. <laughs> Wait, you sent me one that, that, that skillet one with the um, sweet potatoes and the eggs. Mm-hmm. That was banging. That one okay. I did. I, I did. But you yeah. won't make anything else. But I, I made that French you. toast thing it. and I messed that up. I was like, Fred, <laughs> you give me this goopy old French toast hot dish. <laughs> I just made it wrong. But Jamaican cuisine. So I was looking for Thai food. I'm doing a show in New Jersey and I was doing DoorDash because I'm lazy. And I was like, oh, there's no Thai food. And I was like, okay, let me just try this Jamaican spot. People love Jamaican. Yo, I, I got simple jerk chicken, rice on peas and um, um, some vegetables and plant, uh, plantain. Oh my God. I could not believe it. I, every bite, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was swooning. And I was like, okay, I get it. It is so good. The one thing I will say though, you got to watch, you got to watch because it be bones. Oh, bones in them. oh, wait, but it was the, did you find the jerk was too spicy? Cause sometimes I take a bite of that jerk and it kick you in the throat. <laughs> That's why it's called a jerk. <laughs> Cause you'd be Holy jerking back. <laughs> be jerking my neck all over the place. <laughs> shit is spicy. No, listen, I, I did not. I tell you, I'll, I will say this. I was like, oh, well everybody in the neighborhood wants some. Cause I was sitting outside. Yo, the bees oh. and the flies and the birds <gasps> all were like, da, 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 da. I was like, I just motherfuckers coming from my chicken you better oh my it. god it was so good wait there is a there is a jamaican spot in brooklyn that you have to go to called gladys i think is what it's okay. called and they have a curry goat that will change your <laughs> motherfucking life that curry goat and i'm not even a goat person like goat no me i'm either. not doing a goat me either but let me tell you that goat will have you uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was eating it up. Yo. I was slurping. It was. It's so good. It's Yo, listen, amazing. I am a total believer. I'm for real. Like I want to try this oxtail. I want to try this curry goat. Because I, I again, guys, I know y'all were out here eating it, and so it's not. You're like, what are you talking about? Jamaicans everything. I just hadn't yeah. eaten it like that. But your eyes have been open. Oh, now damn. you see the light. I do. I see all of it. So that's you know, I'm here for this Jamaican. Mm. So. That's our show, but we want to hear from you as always. Are you one of these Katy Perry, Katy cats? I can't, I can't. <laughs> you can't even, you can't even get can't through even. it. Are you one of these Katy Perry, Katy cats? Be honest, I'm making fun of you, but only inside. What would it take her to get back in public's good graces? Or maybe you'd like to suggest a TV show, celebrity, or brand we should fix in the future? Hit us up on, on Instagram at fixitpod. And if you enjoyed this episode, which we know that you did, please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We always want to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Francesca. I'm Delon. And this was Let Me Fix It. <laughs>